It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. I'm Jay Catch, your BYU insider and expert, your podcast host. Thanks for joining me on this Friday edition of the show, a new month, February 1st. Hopefully you guys are all doing great, getting ready for a fun weekend ahead. A lot to cover on today's podcast. We'll recap BYU's loss to Gonzaga last night in West Coast Conference action in the first segment. Second segment of the show, it is the final weekend ahead of National Signing Day for BYU football. We'll talk about some of the guys that will be coming to visit BYU this weekend. Also talk about the flurry of offers that were handed out to Southern California prospects as well for future recruiting classes. So a lot going on with BYU football right now. We'll cover that in the second segment. Third segment of the show, we'll catch up on where the other teams in the BYU Athletic Department are in action this weekend with quick hits as well as in the final notes as we close out the week. So there you go. Layout of today's show a reminder for you guys, if you do have a smart speaker, it makes it real simple to listen to this podcast. All you have to do is tell it, play podcast Locked on Cougars, and you'll have the latest and greatest in BYU news right there for you. All right, without further ado, let's get going. My name is Jay Catch. I'm your host here, and this is Locked on Cougars for February 1st, 2019. They just were not, you know, going to let us get this thing in a position where it, uh, you know, was going to cause them some, some real issues, some real stress. So they execute well. They share the ball well. When they get you in help, they just keep getting to the next guy, the next guy, until they find, you know, the guy they want. I mean, just really well uh, schooled. And we'll get regroup here, get practice tomorrow, and then we're going to have our hands full on Saturday. Hopefully, we can get back and get ready to go. There you go, Dave Rose talking about his team's loss to Gonzaga last night. BYU got roughed up. 93-63, to just an absolute blowout demolition. Gonzaga came in, looked every bit the part of the number four team in the country against a team who was more towards the middle of the pack of the West Coast Conference, which is, I think, BYU fans, I don't think it can be argued that BYU is nothing more than average right now. Plain and simple. I, I, I don't see how you can argue anything but that. If you can, feel free to hit me up at Jacob C. Hatch or at Locked On Cougars, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Happy to interact with you, but I think BYU is very much revealing themselves and has revealed themselves to be an average program. Gonzaga, on the other hand, that is an elite team. They came in to Provo, absolutely controlled the action from tip, and it was over after that. 17-2 run early, really put Gonzaga in the lead, and BYU was trailing the rest of the game. Um, as Greg Rubel and some others noted last night, uh, it's just the 30, second 30-point 30 loss of the Dave Rose era for BYU basketball. It is the worst home loss, that 30-point margin, the worst home loss at home for Dave Rose in his entire tenure at BYU. 
this was a thorough beating. Gonzaga came in and did what they do, plain and simple. They they had control of this game. They had everything that they wanted to do. They shut down Yoli Childs. He didn't take a shot until well into the first half. I think it was like six or seven minutes in before he finally took a shot. So... Uh, tip of the cap, Gonzaga, Mark Few's team. That's a program that's in line for number one seed in the NCAA tournament coming up. They're running roughshod over the conference, as one would expect, being a top-level team that they are. And they looked every bit the part. As I, I don't know if I, I'm probably re- repeating myself, and you're probably getting a little annoyed, but they looked every bit the part of what I expected from the number four team in the country. Uh, their San Jose State transfer, uh, Brandon Clark, led them with 23 points and 9 rebounds. Ri Hachimura very good as well. 20 points and 9 rebounds of his own. And then Zach Norvell and Josh Perkins, just incredible. They both played extremely well. Perkins, really the linchpin that keeps this team kind of humming along. 6 points, but 10 assists on the night. And Norvell, 12 points, 4 assists, 7 rebounds. So just Utter domination, plain and simple, from the starting five of Gonzaga. Uh, Their reserves didn't have to do much in terms of the stat sheet, but they got plenty of action late in the game when they kind of emptied the bench. And uh, Yeah, Gonzaga's very good, and BYU, I think this uh, shows where they are. Because after beating St. Mary's, everybody kind of was, hey, that's good. It showed that they can play some defense and good for them. Looks like they might be rounding into form. And they come out in a game like this and just get absolutely crushed. I think it shows that BYU and St. Mary's aren't at the level they have been in the past in the West Coast Conference. Uh, St. Mary's graduated a large chunk of their team a year ago, very much trying to find their way. And BYU, still trying to find their way as well. Um, I don't think this is necessarily... A team that uh, BYU fans have come to know in the West Coast Conference because BYU has been very clearly a the second or third best team in the WCC during their tenure in the conference. But this year, I think they have seeded that uh, second spot at the very minimum to USF. San Francisco looks like a team to me that is an NCAA tournament team. They were very good when BYU went out there and got beat soundly. I think that San Francisco is very much uh, in play for the second best team in the league could be in play for an at-large bid in my opinion and then I honestly I think BYU this is a team that uh, they split the series with St. Mary's so now you look at it and say okay are they the third fourth or fifth best team in this conference well tomorrow's game could tell you a little bit but I'm not sure it's going to tell you a lot I know that Loyola Marymount who BYU faces tomorrow night at seven o'clock it'll be televised on BYU TV is a team with a gaudy record 16 and six at one point when the net rating debuted this year they were a top 10 net team but they have not beaten a top half of the conference team in conference play to this point. So BYU going to need to be wary of Loyola Marymount. It's a team that can play pretty good defense. They've got some scoring ability. They've won 16 games, uh, but like I said, they feasted on lesser opponents, uh, not, not as talented opposition as other teams have played like a BYU. But BYU did lose to Loyola Marymount in Los Angeles a year ago. I expect BYU to take care of business tomorrow. And even though that gaudy record that the the LMU comes in with will make BYU fans think, hey, this is a pretty good team. This is not the same caliber of a team as a St. Mary's, as a USF, as a as a Gonzaga. Those are the top three teams in the West Coast Conference, probably. And 
Loyola Marymount is very much a paper tiger. Uh, Greg Rubel noted that they have not beaten a team that is in the top half of the league in the standings currently, while BYU has yet to lose to a team in the bottom half of the standings. Um, Loyola Marymount, their conference record has them in the lower half of the conference currently, and I'm expecting BYU is going to be able to take care of business tomorrow night when they take on Loyola Marymount. Kind of right the ship a little bit here. It's an opportunity for BYU to get their feet back underneath them because a 30-point loss, it can have a lingering effect, and you don't want it to. You, you don't want to let it linger because you let Gonzaga do essentially what they wanted to do. They shot 58.7% for the game. They were 50% from three. Meanwhile, BYU shot a paltry 36.9% against the Zags, 28.6% from deep. Just an awful, awful performance for BYU. And now they get the chance to bounce back, hopefully tomorrow night, against Loyola Marymount. And they better because if they don't, we've talked about I've I've talked about on this podcast. I feel like this basketball season has teetered on the edge of bottoming out for the Cougars at different points this year. And I get that Gonzaga's a top five team. Let's 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 acknowledge that right now. But BYU, this could have a psychological effect that could linger. And if they teeter and lose a game like Loyola and Marymount, I think it only gets ingrained. They got to shake it off, uh, to quote the great Taylor Swift, and make sure that they are able to bounce back and get a win tomorrow night against Loyola and Marymount. We'll be back on Monday to talk about that game. Uh, we'll recap the weekend for you as well. If any other news comes out when it comes to BYU basketball, we'll recap the Loyola and Marymount on Monday's podcast for you. But coming up next, we're going to switch gears and talk some BYU football. It is the final recruiting weekend ahead of National Signing Day next Wednesday. We'll update you on some of the guys expected to make visits to BYU this weekend, as well as a flurry of offers that went out to Southern California prospects in the 2020 and 2021 classes coming up. BYU getting their hat in the ring early with some talented guys. We'll talk about all that next right here on Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on, so find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Welcome on back. Locked on Cougars Friday edition of the show for you. Hopefully you guys are all getting ready for a busy weekend. Got some plans to go out and watch sports. Uh, The weather is supposed to turn a little bit this weekend. It's been actually pretty nice, all things considered, here along the Wasatch Front for the last couple of weeks. Those of you in the Midwest, it sounds like that polar vortex is clearing up and should be much warmer by the end of the weekend. So hopefully that does come true. I know that I've I've had some family friends that live just outside Chicago and I believe it was two days ago they woke up and the real field temperature, like what it's supposed to feel like outside was something in the negative 50s. That just sounds awful. That's just me. I, I I don't mind the cold per se, but when you were talking about negative 50, yeah, no thank you. 
no thank you at all. Uh, BYU football, of course, National Signing Day next week. The coaching staff looking to close well on the recruiting trail. And I feel like they're doing decently. I, as, I guess this is the easiest way to say it um, up front here. Uh, BYU looking to get a couple of under-radar pro- under-the-radar prospects to visit a campus, hopefully give them some offers. Um, I saw a report, and I talked to some people, that Tamatoa Falatea, who was a standout player in the Polynesian Bowl, he's a kid from Hawaii, um, if I'm not mistaken, he's got some family connections that work on the BYU baseball staff. Uh, Brent Herring, I believe, was the person who told me that Brent Herring's got a connection to him, familial-wise. But he's going to be a visiting BYU, currently doesn't have an offer, but it could be a kid that could get that offer that he's been long awaiting. Sounds like a kid that's very much interested in BYU. I do know that uh, BYU also bringing in Cooper Lega. Uh, the quarterback out of Orem High School, of course, he was slinging passes all year long to Puka Nakua, uh, who's going to be headed to USC, but he's also been rumored to be linked with Utah, where his brother currently plays. Samson, his brother, Kai, of course, his other brother played at BYU. But Cooper Lega. We're talking about a standout athlete. We're talking about a state champion wrestler, a multi-time state champion in the javelin and track and field, and now a two-time state champion in, in football for the Orem Tigers. I wondered why BYU was not recruiting him earlier on in the year, but it looks like they have picked things up in recent days. Um, could be an opportunity to pick up an athlete that they probably will give him an opportunity to play at quarterback because that's, I think, ideally where he wants to play but at least get him on board bring him in and then decide what you're going to do with a young man who is just a standout athlete you can't discount having athleticism uh, Lega could be a kid that we're very much talking in the same mold as a Chase Hansen who was a standout quarterback for Lone Peak High School before going to Utah playing safety and then ultimately bulking up and playing linebacker he's got an NFL future ahead of him I'm not necessarily going to say that he's that Cooper Lega is going to be the same type of impact player that uh, that Chase Hansen has been for Utah if he does sign with BYU. Sounds like Utah State's also in the mix for Lega. But if BYU could land a kid like this, you can't discount athleticism on the football field, and it would be a big boon to BYU's recruiting efforts to land a kid like that. Um, some other names I have heard about uh, visiting this week. Uh, there's a young man, Alex Meza, who is a running back at Scottsdale Community College, I believe down there in Arizona. A kid that's LDS, um, had decent numbers uh, for his JC this past year. He's only played one year, but with the JC programs in Arizona shutting down, he's looking for a new place. I would expect uh, he'd probably be a walk-on with BYU, but knowing how dire the situation is for BYU with their running back position group. I know that the coaching staff has been very, very engrossed in trying to find running backs that either via the graduate transfer route, a JUCO route, or even just high school players. They've been trying to find some answers there. They're turning over every stone in hopes that they can find some players. And maybe Alex Meza is at least a guy that can help fill out the depth chart. If you get anything out of him, it's a good news for you. I I, I don't know that it necessarily is going to 
play out that he is the star running back in this class, but at least he'd be a body that can help kind of uh, guide things along, um, especially in the case of Emmanuel Asupa, um, a kid who's a graduate transfer from Rice. It sounds like he may not make it into school, and that would be a blow to BYU. I know he's a, being a graduate transfer, you'd expect it to be a done deal, especially coming from an elite academic school like Rice, but apparently there are some issues there, and we'll see what shakes out, but BYU very much working hard to find some answers on the recruiting trail, especially at running back, and we'll see what happens when it all is said and done. I also did see a few athletes from the Southern California area were reporting offers from the Cougars, uh, the coaching staff in Southern California this past week giving out offers in the class of 2020 and 2021. We're down some of the names here. Um, Sierra Wright is a kid in the class of 2021. Uh, He's a two-way athlete who could play wide receiver or cornerback it sounds like he's a plays at Loyola um, High School in Los Angeles California so he's a sophomore this year he's got two more years of high school football but already a, a very tall rangy prospect at six foot 160 ish pounds I'm interested to see how he develops it sounds like this is a kid that uh, BYU just wants to get in on early and maybe uh, just toss their hat in the ring and let this young man hey no let this young man know early that hey we're in the mix here we were interested in you and see if it pays some dividends other offers i went to elijah jackson he he plays for lawndale high school in harbor city california um similar to what we just talked about with sierra wright he is a wide receiver slash db prospect but he's in the 2020 class firmly a three-star prospect currently according to 24 7 sports but uh Big uh, athlete, six foot two, 175 pounds, very much in the mold of what BYU wants from their uh, cornerback slash wide receivers, kind of tall, rangy guys. Ethan Calvert goes to Oaks Christian High School, one of the elite high schools in Southern California. A high-level three-star prospect. His younger brother, uh, he's the younger brother of Bo and Josh Calvert. Uh, Bo plays at UCLA. Josh plays at Washington. But Ethan Calvert, um, a good player. Another linebacker type player, six foot one, 215 pounds. He is also in the class of 22. 21. So uh, he's two years out, but BYU has chased both of his brothers, Bo and Josh, come up empty on both of them. Maybe this is the guy that breaks through. Who knows? And then one final note, final note about guys getting offers, and this might be the best name of the entire list of guys we're talking about with offers, is Montana Lamanius Craig. And if your first name is Montana, I dig it. I don't know if his family is San Francisco 49ers fans, grew up in the era of Joe Montana dominating, but Montana Lamonius Craig, he plays for Inglewood High School in Inglewood, California, class of 2020, six foot two, 180-ish pounds. I'm interested to see what this young man can do because I love the name. Um, he's from Inglewood, so he's he, he's a kid that comes from the same area that uh, Gennaro Guilford comes from. Gennaro Guilford of course grew up in Southern California he is one of the main recruiters for BYU down there and if this is a kid from Inglewood the uh, Gennaro and the rest of the staff feels like can match up with what BYU requires academically socially especially with the honor code etc I got no problem with this kid coming from where he's coming from and I think it's a great name Montana Lamonius Craig that is a great name so 
There you go. Some of the guys getting offers from BYU in future classes. And, of course, a big weekend ahead with BYU with a lot of visitors as they look look to close up shop uh, with their recruiting class. There is a quiet period that starts on Sunday, and coaches aren't able to contact players, I guess, officially until Wednesday when National Signing Day opens that window back up. So there you go. Some of my thoughts on BYU recruiting. It's a big weekend ahead, and hopefully Kalani Sitake and his staff come through and close up uh, with their a strong recruiting class. They've already signed 14 players in, er, in the early signing window. They'll be officially announced on Wednesday, and hopefully they can add a handful of guys to that list. All right, there you go. Some of my thoughts on that, and we'll take a break here. We'll come back. I did want to answer a question with regards to BYU football. I guess we could do it right now. Why not? Um, I had it sent to me by Mark Johnson, and he said, hey, what do you think of this? And it was a link to a tweet from Tevita Moonga, the BYU defensive lineman who had announced his transfer earlier on this offseason, and it said, blessed, thankful. Made it um, almost seem like, hey, I'm hopefully going to be back with BYU, but I talked to a couple of people, and it sounds like if he is going to come back to BYU, it's news to certain people. Hopefully that makes sense. Uh, they they don't they didn't necessarily expect him to be back. Um, I do know that he has had issues with academics in his past that played a role in his decision to transfer. I, I don't think this is necessarily the coaching staff saying, hey, get out of here. We don't want you. I just think he might be looking for a better situation for himself to stay eligible and also play football. And I, I can't default. I can't fault a kid for that. And maybe Moonga is going to pull a, a 180 or 360, however you want to term it, and come back to BYU. But the people I talked to, I talked to two different people that said it would be a surprise to them, and they're fairly well connected to the BYU football program, if uh, Tavita Moonga were to return to to Provo and play football for the Cougars next year. So there you go, Mark. Hopefully that answers your question. All right, now we'll take a break. We'll come back. Update you on where all the other teams in the BYU Athletic Department are in action this weekend. Um, a, a tough loss for BYU women's basketball. We also need to recap as well. That's all coming up next right here on Locked on Cougars. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. are locked on Cougars and a reminder for you guys with your smart speakers it's real simple to listen to this podcast I told you the story a couple of days ago if you didn't hear it uh, my own mother she listens to my podcast and I I'm thankful that I have family and friends that want to support me in this venture and I think each and every one of you who do support me with this podcast but my mom was talking about the fact that she um, when she listens to the podcast she, has to kind of, she usually sees it on Facebook and taps the button and listens that way and I'm like mom you can make this real simple on yourself all you do is tell tell your uh, your 
iHome, whatever the iTunes equivalent of these smart speakers is. Tell it play podcast locked on Cougars and it'll play it for you. She called me back a day later. Actually, no, she wasn't. It was just a few hours later. She calls me back. That was actually really simple. So there you go, guys. Modern technology makes it real simple. You can listen to your podcast and then you can listen to this one by simply telling your smart speaker play podcast locked on Cougars and you'll have it right there for you. Um, updating you on things that happened last night in BYU sports. Tough, tough loss for BYU women's basketball. They're no longer undefeated in West Coast Conference play. They'll lose at Loyola Marymount 61-58. to uh, They had a 17-0 run in the fourth quarter to take the lead, actually, but then BYU faltered down the stretch, a turnover, a big three for Loyola Marymount, and they get the win 61-58. BYU... Um, probably will drop out of the rankings sadly after they just got inside the rankings with this loss but that's kind of how it goes you got to make sure you keep winning and they'll be back on the road tomorrow when they face Pepperdine at 3 o'clock mountain time the live video stream for that will be at the W.TV Cougars now 17-4 and on the season overall 9-1 and in West Coast Conference play um, snapping an 11 game winning streak so just a tough loss for BYU women's basketball hopefully they can bounce back tomorrow uh, men's tennis team had a good day. They got a comeback 4-3 win over Utah State Thursday night in Logan. So congratulations to Brad Pierce's team on that win. They'll be back in action. Um, well, actually, they actually, so excuse me, they have their next match against UCLA has been postponed due to weather conditions. So they are now going to be off until next week when they take on Santa Clara February 9th at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. So they had a big showdown with UCLA all planned, but weather conditions have forced a postponement. We'll see if that's made up. Uh, we'll keep you updated if we catch any news of that. And then an award was handed out. Um, Gabby Garcia Fernandez, BYU star on for the BYU men's volleyball team, sophomore opposite hitter. He's been named a finalist for January's Off the Block National Player of the Month on Thursday. He's one of 31 finalists and one of six in the opposite hitter division. Um, so best of luck to him. You can go vote by going to offtheblock.com slash player of the month and help out Gabby Fernandez hopefully win that monthly award. Uh, the men's volleyball team uh, kind of gets us right into where wanted to go with the schedule this weekend. They have two matches against UC Santa Barbara in Santa Barbara at Robertson Gymnasium tonight at 8 o'clock Mountain Time. They'll follow it up with another match tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Best of luck to the men's volleyball team as they look to keep their top five record or the top five ranking intact. Pick up two wins over UCSB. Other teams in action this weekend include the men's and women's swimming and diving teams. It's happening today and tomorrow. They're in Colorado Springs for the U.S. Air Force Academy Cadet. Uh, sorry, the Air Force Invite for divers, um, and they'll be participating in the USAFA Cadet Natatorium. Like I said, today and tomorrow, uh, women's tennis is going to be in action this morning. Uh, sorry, no, tomorrow morning, Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, women's tennis getting back into action after a little bit of a layoff there. I mentioned men's tennis. They had their match against UCLA, number seven ranked UCLA, postponed due to weather. So they'll be back in action next week. Women's basketball in action tomorrow at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. The W.TV is your best bet to catch that. Women's gymnastics in action in Berkeley, California tomorrow with a tri-meet when they face off against Pac-12 teams Cal and Arizona State. Best of luck 
to the women's gymnastics team. That'll be at 6 o'clock Mountain Time. There's a live stream link you can find on the BYUcougars.com website. And then finally, men's basketball reminder, they're in action tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Mountain Time on BYU TV when they face the Loyola Marymount Lions. You also can catch it on the BYU radio, terrestrial, or streaming sites as well. So there you go. Layout of how the weekend is going to go. We'll be back on Monday with a full recap of everything that happens with BYU. BYU football, basketball, and everything else in between as we always do. And thank you again for supporting this podcast. Please subscribe, rate and review, share it with your family and friends. Love bringing it to you guys each and every day. I'm Jay Catch, your host here. We'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the weather. Hopefully it doesn't turn too quickly for you or if you're in the middle of that polar vortex, it warms up real quick for you. And we'll be back on Monday with more and when it comes to BYU football, etc., right here on Locked on Cougars. This has been the podcast for February 1st, 2019. Have a great day. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.